Hello and welcome to Letterbox Book Club. My name is Claire. And I'm Mackenzie. And today we will be discussing the fifth book in the House of Night series, Hunted. I'll kick us off with the blurb. Of course, and just before we forget, by PC Cast and Christian Cast. <laughs> Getting into a little habit of forgetting the author. <laughs> he took my palm in his and turned it over so that the sapphire-coloured tattoos that covered them were visible. Then, much as I had just done, he lightly traced his finger across my skin. I shivered, but I didn't pull away. After the terrible arrival of the Dark Angel Kelowna at the House of Night, Zoe Redbird and her friends have fled to the tunnels under the town, where they hide out with the strange new red vampire fledglings. Everything changes when Zoe is badly injured and finds herself back at the House of Night face to face with Stark, whom she hasn't forgotten since he died in her arms. But now Stark is working for the evil Neferet. Can Zoe trust him? Who is really on her side as the battle begins? And what price will she have to pay for following her heart? God damn. <laughs> Alrighty, to kick us off, Kenzie, again. Thoughts, feelings, emotions. The more and more we get into this series, the more and more I really want to DNF it. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> but I am persevering. I don't know, it's like this book and the last book have felt like filler books. And <laughs> there's so much that doesn't happen in this book that it's kind of unnecessary and it's another one of those bigger books. Like, there's a few more pages in it than the other ones. And I just don't understand. <laughs> like, and I was going through the uh, book releases yesterday. And I think they released, um, like, two books a year. And if I got this book, only this, if I got, like, four and five in a year, oh, I'd be pissed. Because <laughs> that was a shit year for this book. Oof, fair. Yeah, fair. I don't, like, uh, I don't. No, it's just, I don't want to be like, it's all about Zoe because that's the point. But it is, and there still isn't that much character development going on mm. because we thought we were getting somewhere when she suddenly found herself with no boyfriends. Yeah. And yeah. now again, she's found herself with multiple boyfriends once again. So, yeah, like, yeah, straight away, she's just, she's had, she was boyfriendless for like two seconds. Yeah. But yeah, my thoughts, feelings, emotions, it felt like kind of a bit of a slog. Mm is there's a distinct two halves of the book the first half is and then we'll probably talk about this later is just the fart-assing around i mean i'm not really fart-assing around but we're establishing you know the tunnel life of stevie ray and the red fledglings which is fine because and it's something that's very intriguing but then it's just all like you know the touring around and and i know saving stevie ray is a very pivotal part of the first half of the book but then nothing else really kind of came of it became repetitive because yeah zoe gets injured as well and then it's just more time trying mm -hmm. to heal her and then obviously the second half is just like back and forth getting to the house of night and then having to like uh escape it again i don't know it just feels a lot of yeah unnecessary and then energy. again it's more now that we're with the red fledglings and we're in the tunnels it's more of that oh here are all these new characters mm. that we're not going to flesh out except only like one mm. <laughs> or maybe even two but yeah, yeah. And just a lot is semi-resolved in the last probably two chapters. Yeah. Um, which I thought it was going to be stretched out a little bit longer. Yeah. I kind of found... Did you... I know we're probably going to talk about it a little bit more, but did you figure out, like, who represents the, like, the night spirit humanity earth thing from from the poem? Not really. Just because I didn't care. Fair enough. Yeah, fair. so I wasn't putting that much deep. Like, I sort of... I was like, oh, okay, like, I can see where this is going. But... Like, I'm kind of, at this point, I understand the importance of it, but I'm a bit over these 
prophetic poems. poems yeah, yeah, poems like, and riddles and yeah, like yeah. why does it have to be that? Yeah. and then because it's always like here's this uh, ridiculous riddle slash poem, and then suddenly Nyx appears and it's like, oh, it means this, and yeah. it's like, what's the point? I'm kind the... of yeah over this rinse and repeat of we don't know. Oh, here's Nyx to tell us what it means. Like, yeah. why can't Nyx tell them from the start? Yeah, I just thought um, it was going to be more of a searching to find who these individuals the representative of of those elements like yeah earth blood yeah humanity blah 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 but no it was just like oh it's it's this xyz mm-hmm. it's just these people yeah but yeah i don't know and then just the whole i know we'll probably talk about the ending when we talk a bit more about the plot but mm-hmm. then just clone are just fucking off it's like mm-hmm. well i thought it was going to be stretched out for a little bit more mm-hmm. but oh well but yeah a bit of a slog it was one of those things as well, bar. It's a book where, like, oh, there's danger ensuing, like, danger and war is coming. Mm. And then, so I was like, the first book is like, oh, fun, vampires, yay, something's coming. And then from there, it's like, something is coming, something is coming, yeah. something is here, something is it's here, gone. but gone, but something might be coming. But he's like, lingering. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah then, I understand. Uh, yeah, without spoiling things for you, like, beyond this point, it still is. Okay, this part is done, but something is coming. Like, right? Oh, don't tell me. There's someone yeah. worse than Kalina. Like, is there? How oh. many, like, how, at this, like, how many times do we need to have these more warnings of something is coming without, like, without being resolving an it? Yeah, and without actually having a war or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this day and age, blue balls as a social construct <laughs> doesn't exist. But like, you're getting blue balled here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. But yeah, bit of a doozy. Yeah, it's a real half and half book because mm-hmm. they're in the tunnels and then they're in in the House of Night. And then I thought it was going to be a bit more suspenseful because, you know, Zoe is in the clutches of Kalona and Nefra and we know how dangerous they are. Mm-hmm. But hmm, oh, maybe now that I think about it, it's there's a little, kind of a little bit more, just a smidge of development between the other characters about how, you know, they're not alluring to Kalona and they're not like attracted to his hypnotic mm. state of who he because is. Because maybe they've been enlightened. Yes. Yeah, or because they have the affinities. Yeah, the affinities is what's protecting them. Um, is Jack dead? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> yet? Question mark? I don't know. Sorry, spoiler. <laughs> is it coming? Yeah. Ooh. Honestly, like, I I don't really care have about you, these characters. What book are you up to? Six? I, I'm up to six. Yeah, I haven't I read it I think he dies in six. Oh, yeah, that's... <laughs> yeah, sorry. Spoiler alert for the rest of you. Uh, no, it's it's okay. very... And the theme is um funny. <laughs> <laughs> funny death? Yeah. But is this not the barrier gaze trope? <laughs> it is. 100%. Back in 2009, 2010. But yeah, I suppose we should just, yeah, that's our thoughts, feelings. Perhaps we can just like kick off into the yeah, plot shall we get a little into bit. Yeah, should get into the plot? For sure. So, uh, Stevie Ray has once again found <laughs> the poor girl on the cusp of death. <laughs> what, a, what a lass. And we, and Aphrodite has visions of bloody Zoe dying. It should be of Stevie, it should be Ray, of Stevie dying, Ray dying. Considering yeah. the situation there. Yeah, right. so she's rushed into uh, the tunnels with. Zoe and gang and Darius heal her. I must say though, Darius is becoming my favorite character. Yeah, he's, he's just a good boy. Yeah, he's pretty cool. He is so cool. Uh, he sticks around for a while as well. Which oh, is cool. thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a good character. I need that reassurance. Yeah, but again, it's like oh, I really like new characters in books, etc., and introducing them, and then they become important. However, once again. You are five books in, and you're like, I think, what, he came in in four or three? Uh, I think th- chosen, or even in second, I'm not oh. quite sure. I fi- I'm forgetting these days. Like. But anyway, yeah, I think three. I think it's ta- And then it's taken them this long to like be like, well, here's some stuff about him. Like, But at least he's sticking around. Yes, but if you've already gone, if you're going to write, you know, eight characters in the first book, mm. 
stop introducing more. Like, yeah, 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 to be important. Or like introduce one or two in the second one and be like, mm. these are important people. Yeah, I suppose with yeah. Darius, 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 he is coming from a different like perspective. You know, the son, a son of Erebus, like yeah. a warrior. Whereas the introduction of say Jack in the second book or third book, I don't remember now. Like it's kind of like he's just become Damien's boyfriend. Yeah, and that's and he all gets he really off is anyway. So yeah, and that's all he really is. And like mm. yeah, so definitely other and characters. And he's so offensively stereotypically gay. Yeah, I know. Mm. <laughs> I, I cringe at every dialogue mm-hmm. he says. Every time he, he like cries, yeah. I feel like he's not. I'm sure he can be very emotional, but, mm. like, he shouldn't be crying at every little squeamish things. Yeah. Also, but, you're um, a vampire. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this isn't the lifestyle for you, bud. Yeah. So, yeah. anyway, uh, Stevie Ray is miraculously healed because apparently you can't kill her. <laughs> <laughs> she is unkillable. Yeah. Now, um, it was a whole t- I liked the team effort, though, of everyone it, Yeah, trying to heal her, but it did take up, like, a good 25% of the, of the first chunk of the book, which yeah. was annoying. But yeah, and um, like once again, was it not just let's cast a circle? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that was part of it. And mm-hmm. then yeah, Aphrodite again had to give her human blood because of the human blood, humanity, humanity, and just um, just the acceleration of human blood heal regenerates her healing a bit quicker or something like mm-hmm. that makes her stronger. And then there's an oopsie daisy after that process, which is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> which is the imprint of Stevie Ray and Aphrodite. Yeah, and, and as far as we're aware, um. Imprints are inherently like more of a, a romantic, sexual type of thing. Mm. But of is this kind of like um, internalized homophobia in a way? Bear with me for a second, because only in this moment we get you know two females imprinted on each other. Mm-hmm. But then we learn oh, but there are different types of imprints, so it's not mm. romantic. Yeah, I or like no. how because uh, in pop culture, popular culture as we know it, I feel like imprinting. Or bonding, I was going to say bondage, <laughs> or bonding, or mates, or whatever, uh, seems to be this like really rare thing, and it's really special. But then the house of night is like, you get a mate, you get a mate, and you get you a, get like, a you get an imprint, you, you get, get an imprint, and you get get a consort with that. Like, yeah, yeah, like so. I just uh, I like the idea of it. I think it was fun. Mm. It was fresh. It was keeping things things a bit cool with the imprint of Aphrodite and Sea. I was like, wow, this is really cool. This is going somewhere interesting in that yeah it's a platonic imprint um but then i was just like oh okay well then what makes like zoe's imprints really special to heath and stuff like yeah yeah because it was just like oh like it works with heath because like he's her first love he's her teenage love it was more of a sexual sexual it was special and like and then the imprint with lauren because he took her virginity and like was that more of like an emotional thing hmm. yeah whereas this is just like oh you sucked my blood Yay. You, you, so like, you did it to save my life. Yeah, so like at that point, like, okay, does that mean that every time I suck someone's blood, I'm going to imprint with them? Like, Yeah, I yeah, I thought that there was more of a risk. Mm. But they did, oh, because Aphrodite is partly human and there's always like a higher risk for humans as opposed mm. to proper vampires. So I suppose we just answered our own question. Mm. I don't know. That's fine. But yeah, um, I'd not. Let's get it, it doesn't answer because we think, because she is kind of human. Sorry, yeah. I'm eating. Oh, um, yeah, with a human, they're inherently imprint is a sexual thing or like yeah. a romantic thing oh yeah mm. so we're slowly unraveling mm. our thoughts but yeah i didn't i was gonna say i didn't appreciate all the like the joke like aphrodite took it really seriously that oh she's not gay yeah and, like it was very yeah kind of internalized homophobia yeah but i suppose again it was written in the times you know we no we cannot excuse i know we're not behavior. excusing it i know we're not excusing it but like ugh. 
we can't go back into the past and rewrite the book, all right? <laughs> well, we should. All right, but... If we want to roll with the LGBT. <laughs> <laughs> with the Alphabet Mafia. Mm-hmm. Hey, the Alphabet, alphabet Mafia is welcome here. Mm-hmm. Except, do not read this series. No. But yeah, and then there's just running comments about it the entire time. It's like... I think there was a moment where they all wanted to kind of bunk together and stay safe or whatever, and everyone's like sneering at Aphrodite and Stingray, yeah. and Aphrodite's like, "No, I'm not going to share a bed with her. It's not that type of imprint." Yeah, like, we get they it. They can we get like it. center on her, but like Darius was chill about it. Yeah, I don't like, know. If, was it just because like the girl on girl action type of thing? No, because I think he genuinely yeah, respectful, genuinely respected the situation, yeah. and he wasn't like, "Oh, like obviously it wasn't a sexual thing." He's yeah, just yeah. like, "You saved her life." Like, yeah, and I, I keep forgetting he's in a. Adult vampire. He's an adult vampire, yeah. And he has he's that maturity. Old. He wasn't old, old, but like, but no, he has that respect, and that's why he's my favorite character so far. So I suppose while we're talking about the red, f- I'm also eating. Sorry if you hear any chewing. <laughs> it's a vibe. We're hungry. Um, <laughs> um, Stevie Ray obviously, you know, heals and becomes better and everything, and we get introduced to the red fledglings. Only one seemingly is a bit more important these mm. days. Krishima. Yeah, I'm glad you said it <laughs> first. <laughs> so we have. Cremisha. We have Cremisha, Montoya, Dallas, Anthony, Johnny B, Gerardi, 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 Elliot, and because we love Elliot, we haven't. He has done nothing since. Yeah. Um, Shannon Compton. He's the. I think the joke is you're supposed to say it really fast. Because yeah. Compton is her last name. Yeah. It's like a like a, uh, she used to call. Oh, uh, Elizabeth, my last name. No, in real life, I feel like like it was always. I need a pen <laughs> so I don't say their full name is out it loud. Ca- is it kind of like like a Stevie? Uh, yeah, I mean, first name, well, at least for me, this is what I would always say. Like, yeah, I would always say their first name and their last name. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. It was yeah. never just. Oh, yeah. I understand. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and of course, we have Aphrodite's ex roommate Venus, and yeah. we have Sophie. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Really. But once again, now. I mean, technically Stark, but yeah. like we'll get to him. Yeah. Once again, all these characters that I don't really give a shit about. Neither. <laughs> no. <laughs> But like yeah, uh, Kremisha, she um obviously just becomes a little bit more important because she has she writes she's she becomes some poems yeah they're poet laureate because she yeah her poems are like prophetic yeah uh, yeah of a prophetic nature but then I don't know if it ever explains does that mean that like every poet laureate has has a... prophetic poems because Lauren Blake was a poet laureate and then yeah. maybe that's why Nefric used him ooh yeah. yeah. But I feel like he would have talked about that as an affinity. Because you'd be proud of that. Or would you, but maybe would you that's feel just like, like as the title Poet Laureate? Like Maybe. Yeah. Or maybe it could just be a red fledgling um, special power. Because, mm. yeah, I don't know. I never really thought about that. But then again, with Stark never being able to miss, like, that's a very niche, obscure yeah. power as well. So maybe. Yeah. That changes, like, my whole thing about, like, Lauren now. Like, did he foresee up until his death? Mm. Like, in poems or whatever? interesting but yeah the only real yeah person we kind of interacted with the most in terms of the red fledglings is Kremisha and because she is also um kind of low-key still wants to eat Heath yeah <laughs> she's like eyeballing him <laughs> yeah because I think in this one we find out that Nefra was the one to kill Lauren I think so yeah. I think at some maybe yeah because of how close he was getting to Zoe maybe yeah she was just like I'm threatened yeah I'm threatened <laughs> but yeah so and we get a tour of the tunnel facilities and turns out they have a lot of appliances and equipment. They're well set up down there. Yeah, it's a, I always, whenever there's like tunnels in books. I, I can't. I can't, yeah. I can't comprehend. I'm like, ooh, dirt. But yeah. Darkness. They have like 
showers and stuff and like separate bedrooms and kitchens. I think it's described as like little kind of like nooks of a tunnel. Yeah, because I think like it's described as like a depot that's just underground. Mm-hmm. And so like it was a whole, yeah, set up. But it's whole just system. when it's, yeah, described as like tunnels. I'm just like, oh, dirt. I think they actually do sneak up inside the bus depot and that's where like the showers and all <laughs> oh, that Oh, yeah, are. that's right. They're up there. So... Yeah, I think Dallas is the, the red fledgling who was like an electrician or carpenter. He kind of like set up all that stuff. Yeah. And we also learned that Aphrodite is the one who paid for a lot of the stuff, like appliances and fridges and mm. all that good stuff. And that just made me think, well, that's probably why she had the humanity to save Stevie Ray yeah. like, back in the other book. Because, you know, she actually genuinely did care about the situation and kind of had did care about her survival. So. Yeah. So that was incredibly nice of her. She is a G. Yes. And of course plan is to just stay underground for as long as they possibly can and not five minutes later our favorite bumbling human of a fool he has, has to fuck everything up but I don't, like how does he find them at this point um, because he's not um, oh i think zoe gave him a heads up oh that's right maybe yeah. i think because they're not imprinted anymore no and like i thought they was done for, they were done for good yeah they were done will they ever be broken up at this point i don't think so <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe. <laughs> Looking forward to it. But yeah, he decides to come, and he, he's adamant. He wants to talk to Zoe because he always wants to talk to Zoe. Yeah. And yeah, it's like, but the plan is to stay underground. Do not even try going outside. And what does he do? Let's talk in my truck. <laughs> so they go outside, and obviously they do a bit of talking. Even around this, like Zoe and Eric are kind of back together again. They have a talk. Yeah, they've had a shower moment. Mm. Um, well, no, that makes it sound sexual. They were in the shower. They were sussing it out. Yeah, they were, they were having a tour-ish. They weren't naked. Um, and Eric, uh, well, Zoe apolog- like explains that she's sorry she had to hurt him. Blah, blah, blah. She didn't know what she was doing. Um, and then there, and Eric's like, I still love you. She's like, oh, my God. And then they <laughs> kiss. But then she feels like it's getting a bit like aggressively sexual. So she's like, mm. no, no, stop. Zoe's also having kind of bad dreams and bad mm. vibes about Kelowna, and they're all like very much intense sexual tension yeah. as well. It's like gross. But um, yeah, I think this is all kind of also like a trauma for her because, yeah. you know, she lost her virginity to Lauren yeah. and then Lauren like ripped her heart out and betrayed her. Yeah, so, and then died. Yeah, and then died. So I feel like, yeah, she's very scared to kind of be vulnerable with like a man in that type of way yeah. from like this point out. And just like, yeah, with Kelowna's inherent like rapey vibes, like, yeah. like oh, it's not good. Um, and she does it a couple of times, like, like her and Eric have a bit of a make out moment and like things might progress and she kind of like pushes yeah. or shoves them back. And that's always the description, shoves them back. Shoves them back, yeah. Um, but yeah, so she ends up going and talking with Heath. And she nearly bites him. Yeah. Of course she does. Heath, Heath is the one that instigates it. He's like, yeah. oh, it pisses me <laughs> off. He knows she can't control her bloodlust. Yeah. Ugh, poor baby. And then, yeah, they're kind of attacked by a raven mocker or spotted and then attacked by a raven mocker. Yeah. Um, the raven mocker was trying to go for Heath, but Zoe got in the way because, of course, Kelowna wants Zoe, like, alive and healthy. Yes. And raven mockers <laughs> tend to just do, like, a laceration across the neck, but he kind of went a bit too low and missed because yeah. he was aiming for Heath. And, yeah. Heath. and so, yeah, then she's sort of kind of rushed. Oh, I think Zoe... Ends well, she up... doesn't realise at first that she's injured. Oh, no. So she And then she kills the raven mocker. She, yeah. like, fries him, which yeah. is nice. And then, yeah, they're rushed back down to the depot, and then it's another 25% <laughs> of the book healing Zoe and figuring all that shit out. Yeah. Uh, again, like, rinse and repeat of... Yeah. I'm injured. Help. Like, I just... 
let Stevie Ray just have all the sympathy. You know? Yeah. It was like, like, Zoe's like, you hold spend, my beer. Yeah, the first 25% of the book healing Stevie Ray. The next 25% of the book is walking around in these fucking tunnels. Yeah. And then the next 25% is like, oh, no, Zoe might die. Which we all know that she isn't going to die. No, because Aphrodite never foresaw this. Yeah, and there are also no stakes in these books either. <laughs> I wouldn't mind it a few characters getting killed off at this point. Yeah, everyone needs to take a page out of Veronica Roth's book. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be afraid to kill off your main character. Yeah. Anyway. Oh. Um, and then, yeah, so that, this 25% is trying to heal Zoe. And they managed to do that. Darius is, is incredible, you know, trying to uh, delegate and organise everybody. Mm. And then, and because after Zoe and Eric have that chat, they're kind of girlfriend-boyfriend again. But now Zoe's dying. She needs human blood because yeah. it regenerates a lot faster. Yeah. Um, Eric gets overly, like, possessive yeah. as well. But um, we get to that a little bit later. And so Heath, obviously... She drinks yeah. from Heath's she drinks blood. From Heath and she reignites the imprint. imprint. Surprise, surprise. So easy to... <laughs> surprise, surprise. <sighs> yeah. Um, it was just an awkward situation because, like, they're getting a bit of, like, yeah, pleasure out of it. And then, but, like, everyone's kind of watching, kind of doing their own thing. There's just a quite... really good moment in From Blood and Ash <laughs> that I can't wait for you to get to. <laughs> That's reminiscent Saucy. of this, yeah. <laughs> We're like, there's blood drinking and someone watching anyway um is that a new king for you yes <laughs> you've heard it here first um anyway i was so distracted now <laughs> love it so i'm gonna think about yeah um i wish though i'm gonna start saying the wrong names um i wish though that oh, i don't know if i can say this without spoiling uh i'm just yeah i'm just gonna say i wish that zoe and heath would have been end game. They're not. Um, in a couple of ways, they won't end up together. Um, I won't tell anyone why. But anyway. Um, but yeah, because there's always like imprint, break, imprint, break, imprint. Like, and it's like, okay, well, obviously there's a connection between them that's important. Um, if they keep imprinting on each other and they both like, need each other. And it may not be that romantic love anymore, but it is very much uh the platonic love and they need each other in one way or another and you just keep putting them together to rip them apart yeah it's yeah. just back and forth yeah it's like very indecisive yeah and it was a good moment and character growth in uh, one of the books or whatever when Heath says to Zoe you know I'm I'm done loving you because I think it was it hurt- last yeah week. I'm done loving you because it hurts me too much yeah and you would think that the actual physical and emotional trauma of that bond breaking or the imprint breaking it would kind of make you um, apprehensive of doing it again. Yeah, exactly. But it seems he yeah, seems to I, enjoy it yeah, more. Yeah, I wish it wasn't him seeking her out again. I wish. Yeah. yeah, it would. Zoe was injured, and they all knew that they needed human blood. And maybe even Eric could have been apprehensive about it, but being well, I like, she needs Heath. That and would have been a good character development for Eric as well. Yeah, and then that's how Heath got brought back in, and then everyone would have been really apprehensive about it, and then Heath would have had to be in like. I know that this is bad for all of us, but I know that Zoe needs to live to save the world, etc. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he understands that he, she's incredibly special as well. Yeah. But yeah. Because you're just making him look like a big dope. Yeah. And for him he to keep running after her. Yeah. But he is kind of, he is the dope jock, though. He is, but after saying, I'm done loving you because it hurts too much. Yeah, you should be done. You should be done. <laughs> but yeah, so Zoe, imprinted, is back on. Yeah. That's fun. Not fun for Eric. But anyway, <laughs> you can get over it. It turns out that. She's not healthy enough to be able to kind of live in the tunnels because she needs to fully be around 
adult like, vampires. Like to, a lot of adult yeah, vampires to in order to proper. recoup yeah, properly. Also, I uh, we've glossed over something. I think it was in the first Stevie Ray 25%. Okay. Where, um, because Stevie Ray was shot by Stark, um, and then Zoe explains to everyone that... Oh, he missed her heart deliberately because he he never misses a target and he knew that if he had killed her, then it would kill Zoe, uh, metaphorically kill Zoe as well. So Zoe uh, explains that, oh, I think he missed because he and I have a connection because I was there when he died. And it's like... That's so flimsy. Yeah, it's such a flimsy excuse, but like it yeah. works. I mean, they do. Yeah, they do have a connection mm. because she was there when he died. But I, yeah, I think it, it goes beyond that. And there is going to be really good things coming in that uh, relationship. Cool. But I mean, that's just dumb. <laughs> yeah. Look. Yeah. And I, I, I wish it had been more about... Like, meaningful? Yeah, and because they had kissed, and I wish there had been a bit more uh, explanation or emphasis put on that Stark seemed to know that there was something between them. Yeah. Yeah, instead of just, oh, I was there when he died, so he has a connection to yeah. me. Like, no. <laughs> Zoe and all her boyfriends. <clears throat> and then we got Kloner on her ass as well, yeah. essentially. Yeah. Zoe's we'll, having these dreams, we'll and get she to thinks that. they're about Zac Efron. <laughs> <laughs> Or Johnny Depp. Or Johnny Depp, but they're about Kelowna. No, yeah. But yep, Zoe's healed. Yeah, she has to be around proper vampires. They get a text message, because reception is pretty good down here, apparently, (laughs) um, from kind of Nefret on behalf of the House of Night, saying that all students are to return. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, under the guise of being scared of what was happening, they ran away. Yeah. But we all know, yeah, they needed to get the fuck out of there. Yeah. But before we get into any of that stuff, Eric, after... Yeah, Zoe's kind of a little bit better, not the best. I think her and Eric have another conversation because I think because Heath, you know, was still like kissing her and all that type of stuff. Yeah. And, like they're back together and Eric is being very possessive. But I mean, five minutes before. I, I know, I understand. Zoe was kissing Eric and saying that she still loved him. And, I know, I yeah. know. But, um, but then it, they haven't, yeah, they, with their conversation, Eric says, well, because Zoe is seen as this high priestess now of this yeah. group. She is the high priestess and. Therefore, she has the, um, I suppose, benefits of a high priestess, which is that he, they're allowed to have, like, as many, like, consorts mm. and, uh, like, vampire imprints. They can have as many of those types of yeah. relationships as they want, which is good, but why did we have to define that now? Because I'm going to be honest, if I was younger reading this, I would have had, you know, like, slut shame vibes yeah towards zoe because like she's having every guy yeah but um yeah i feel like yeah oh but i suppose early in the books she wouldn't really she was a high priestess in training so like it wouldn't really come up yeah i think there's a lot um online discourse about the the slut shamey uh readers putting it onto zoe like oh she wouldn't have all those problems blah blah blah. and i don't have an issue with the three boyfriends i mean do what you want you clearly you uh intent on wrecking your own life imploding your own life yeah, you've all sure. been there it's fine um <laughs> yourself <laughs> i will speak for myself <laughs> um my issue is that she's 16 yeah, yeah yeah i think in this book she's 17 17 yeah she's still... on her birthday but yes she's still underage um and yes she's got all this power on her and she's a high process in training and blah 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 however she is still 17 and my issue especially with lauren blake yeah is that yeah, that was an abuse of power thing. Um, but again, you cannot 
I uh, take real world into fantasy. Yeah. Because blurred lines, but also statutory rape. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, But then, yeah, I wish that there had been also more conversation in the previous books, especially when so like it's clear that Zoe is the high process in training. Um, that yeah, okay, you have this imprint with Heath, but like you want to be with Eric, so that's fine. But Heath is your consort, like yeah. Instead of just being like, I have three boyfriends or whatever. Yeah. Like, no, there needs to be clear defined yeah. lines, especially in uh, I'm watching House of the Dragon. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Then it's a situation where uh, the main character is married, but she's getting her rocks off with someone else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very and very sure. Yeah, because marriage <laughs> is um a political stance. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, and I suppose another issue arises with it now is like technically she has had involvement with like three adult vampires now yeah and that's yeah a problem yeah especially yeah because she's 17 yeah. so really the age appropriate boyfriend to hang on yeah because to also is heath. heath is uh not heath eric is uh adult yeah eric's 18 but like yeah like he i suppose going through the change it makes him an adult vampire but like yeah. i suppose in age he probably not yeah when i say that it sounds like he's 25 yeah. but yeah he's only like 21 or maybe yeah. 20 um, Darius, he's pretty young as well. But yeah, anyway, we digress. <laughs> so they get a text message, they have to return to the house of night. Everyone's like, I don't want to do that, but they kind of have to. I mean, so they, have, they, spend, they don't have to. I mean, they spend a bit of time bickering about who gets to go. Yeah. Because it's a matter of like, oh, we need someone to tell Stevie Ray where to go. Or we need, you know, communications between these two camps. Yeah. But it's decided that since everyone who has an affinity for an element... Uh, they get to go because they can use their element to kind of shield themselves mentally and to try and um, prevent the allure of Kelowna. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, of course, at this stage, yeah, Zoe's having almost sexy <sighs> dreams about Kelowna. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I just, oh, there's so much rereading these books as an adult that is inherently sexual nature mm-hmm. that is so unnecessary. Right. So, yeah, they bicker about who's going to go back. It turned, I think everyone. Bar the red fledglings and Eric and Heath are going back. Yeah, so they return to the school with a bit of a welcoming party. They're greeted by some raven mockers. um, And I think Colonna and Nefric go out to meet them. I don't know, but either way, there's a raven mocker named Rafame. Yeah, Rafame. Rafame, which is suspicious because he's the only raven mocker that actually has a name. (laughs) So, like, is he going to be important in the future? How do you picture the raven? I know it's often described as the raven mockers, but how do you describe? How, how yeah, do you visualize them? They're like humanoid ravens. Birds, yeah. Yeah. I'd, I get very creepy vibes. Yeah, I mean, I'm just imagining birds with legs. Yeah. But, I, yeah. <laughs> birds with legs. With human legs. But yeah, I look at. Sometimes I, I, in a way, not really spoil myself, but I want to look up images because I want like visual references. And yeah. like, it's just. Rafim was just like a sexy human with wings. Yeah. <laughs> like just an angel, essentially. Yeah. But anyway, so they get to the house of night. Zoe is in the infirmary. And I thought this part was going to be stressful. This is pretty much like the other 50% of the book. Or maybe 25%, whatever. Um, Rafim has a name because he's Kelowna's favourite son. Ah. Uh, yeah. Daddy. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I just hate how they refer to each other like, Father sent me to find you. And it's yeah. like, Ugh. Kelowna, because Rafim and Darius fight. Yeah, at and some point, Kalona yeah. steps in and Darius gets a scar and Aphrodite's yeah. pissed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's pretty much around the same time. But yeah, um, Nefret begrudgingly heals Zoe because, um, yeah, it's Kalona's wish. And yeah, Zoe, so Zoe's back in the house tonight. She's kind of healing a bit more progressively and she overhears 
Kelowna and Nefret chatting. Um, Nefret's trying to convince Kelowna that Zoe is just worth killing outright because she's not going to join, switch over and join the side, their mm. side. Um, and Kelowna's pretty stubborn about it, but that's also because he sees her as Aya in, in reincarnated, which is the maiden that trapped Kelowna thousands of years ago. Same. We get a bit of push and pull from Nefret and Kelowna because they're not really on the same page of things, yeah. which is interesting. And so yeah, I think and I think Kelowna and Zoe have a couple of chats, which I think is just him trying to convince her that, that she's, she's Aya. Aya yeah. And she's like, I'm not. And they're destined to be yeah. together and blah blah blah. Yeah. And then yeah, Darius and Rafim have a fight, mm-hmm. and then Kelowna's like, kill the warrior, and then because Stark comes in because yeah. it's all he's useful for yes. now. He's just the Lone Ranger. Yes. And then, yeah, Zoe's like, no, don't kill him because he's sworn to protect me and this is all a big misunderstanding. And it's like, all right, fair enough. (laughs) And then, yeah, I think she has a moment with Stark as well and manages to change his kind of humanity. Yeah, she convinces him to To choose good. Yeah, not turn his back on humanity or whatever. Or Nick's. Yeah, Yeah. he pledges his warrior's oath. To Zoe, which cannot be broken unless she allows it, which is a bit OP. But then again, she's receiving all these benefits as her high priestess. And it's a shame that it's just, it's all the men. Men with saviour complexes, (laughs) they all want to protect her. And so that was interesting. And then he changes into an adult. A red fledgling. Yeah, an adult, or an adult red vampire. Yeah, I completely forgot about his redness for the moment. But yeah, he gets like arrow tattoos across his forehead, which is cute. I just... The description of their tattoos. Yeah, it's I, like how everyone online is like, Farah can't paint. Like, Farah's a shit <laughs> right. painter. And I just imagine, like, these shit tattoos. But yeah. But then you look at images, like, yeah, and they stock are images, and beautiful. They, look, they look pretty. But yeah, yeah it's hard to imagine because it's just described as intricate symbols. And it's like, well, what's the symbol? Well, yeah. <laughs> but obviously, with Stark, it is relevant to his affinity, which is arrows. Yeah. So, but it's like pointing inwards towards yeah. his mark, which is like a bullseye target. Oh, hello. <laughs> But yeah, so he's kind of playing uh, double agent as well now because yeah, oh, until further notice. What else? Like school seems to be kind of back to normal, but like sort not of, really. But then uh, they realize that everyone has kind of turned their back on Nix. Yeah, and they're all a bit brainwashed, zombie-like. Yeah, pod girls. Yeah, pod brain. Yeah, and they realize that they yeah because of Kelowna's influence. Mm. That, yeah, they can't break through. So they realise they need to do something to... As far as they're aware, he is the consort of Nyx. You know? Yeah. He is a rebus. Yeah, which and is still pisses me is Nyx incarnate or whatever. Mm. Um, anyway, so, yeah, they realise that uh, a couple of the professors, Lenobia and Langford... Dragon. Yeah, Dragon, and Anastasia. Yeah, and Anastasia. Are... Uh, for a second, because they said... Um... Because, yeah, they were talking about, oh, we've got to get Dragon and his wife out. I thought he was married to Professor Nolan. Oh. I thought that they were husband and wife, and I thought he was really distraught when she died, but I must have thought about something. Maybe I just f- fucked my mind about it, but, yeah. I was a little bit confused in no, that I moment. No, I think they were married. So he's moved on so quickly to Anastasia. Oh, no, no, no. So Lenovia is his wife. Sorry. No, no, no. No, Professor Nolan was a female. Yeah. As far as I'm aware, Lenovia is single. I thought Dragon and Professor Nolan were together. Yeah, but he's not... Wait, sorry. Yes, Nolan. Him and... Yeah, Dragon and Nolan they, were together. And Lenovia is just like chill. It's chill, but then there's Anastasia, who is Dragon's wife. Is she? Apparently. I'm so confused. I swear that's what it was. No, because... Because, no, well, Anastasia could be his wife, but I always thought that Nolan was his wife for some reason. Because he gets reunited. Because, spoiler alert, he dies. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Loving all these. Yeah. I and then know. everyone watches him get reunited with his wife. Unless his no wife one. dies. Okay. See, we I didn't know. look this up. I yeah. don't even know anymore because I swear to God, 
yeah, in this book it said something about, oh, we need to get his wife Anastasia out or something like that. But if the horn dog moved on so fast, my God. Husband of Anastasia Langford. See, I just, I don't know. I always. So thought... who was Nolan married to? See, I just always thought Professor Nolan and Dragon. Because I thought when, cause when Professor Nolan died, I thought it was like, get, dr- someone's got to tell Dragon. Oh, maybe they were just friends. Maybe they were just really good friends. Yeah, so I, I think Anastasia dies and Dragon died. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, anyway, I just muddled myself up, but we've been new. It always Moving happens on. to me. Moving on. But yes, yeah, we learned that those three professors um, are not intrigued by his allure or his hypnotic yeah, sexiness. Yeah, they very much are in touch with Nyx. Yeah, for uh, sure. And so they realise that they have to... Oh, no, no, first they figure out the poem of the earth and the blood and the spirit and the humanity. Yep. Grandma Redbird's part of it again. Sister yep. Mary Angela's fucking part She's of it. She's a spirit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I suppose it's all parallel to the Cher- <clears throat> Cherokee like women yeah. who created Aya as well but this is just a new generation yeah so um they have to do another circle yes all these circles <laughs> um but yeah so they, they're like we gotta get out of here we need a distraction it's a really good plan though it is yeah they it set very their, creative yeah they set a fire um, to the stables Kapowie um and they Maybe. yeah they escape on horseback which is really yeah, cool it's very yeah. like kind of romantic as well yeah. like a romantic getaway yeah. for the sunset yeah but, so yeah diversion was like broke down a tree against the wall mm. as a to make it think like they went that way mm. um because the raven mockers are at the centuries. They're just watching yeah. everybody. Yeah. They they know what's up, but apparently they don't like horses, which is a very convenient thing. Oh, yeah. Well, I think birds like don't like horses in general. Oh, that's so, fair. Yeah. Very fair. Yeah. And then yeah, like they set the fire to the stables, and then the horses create like a stampede, and then they get away. Yeah. And yeah, that was a fun plan. It was a very intense sequence of events because it's like it's gonna fuck up. It's gonna fuck yeah, up. Yeah, it does. Yeah, but it doesn't. Yeah. Um, and I then... think it kind of does because dragon was fighting a few raven mockers and they were only expecting like one yeah, maybe but yeah. other than that yeah it was pretty easy going yeah maybe is that when his wife dies no no one died in this no book one died before. in this book no. okay well there's lots, lots of death coming um, <laughs> finally finally yeah anyway so yeah they run to the abbey like the benedictine abbey yeah, or something saint mary benedictine abbey because that's where <laughs> sister mary is and that's and where grandma, grandma is, is and, and that's where heath and eric and everyone else cause, is because they sent a message mm. um Kelowna and Nefret, they catch up like because they're in the SUV. Yeah, they're in a fucking Hummer. (laughs) Yeah, with Stark, with Stark and stuff. Yeah, but um, I think because they, I feel like because Sister Mary greeted them at the front and they just spent time at the front, just like talking, talking, yeah, it's like getting shit done. It's like just get inside. (laughs) Kelowna and all that rock up. Yeah. Um. Um. Ooh, lights. It's getting dark in here. Yeah, it really is. It's getting dark outside. Yeah, Kelowna is here. I mean, very, very fitting. Um, yeah, they just like fuss around outside, and then yeah, Kelowna and Effort arrive in their SUV. Yeah, they step out. Um, uh, Heath manages to get Grandma, and you know they start a circle, and they all hold hands and they chant some fancy religious words, and then Kelowna's like, "Bye." Yeah, Kelowna's like, "See ya." Yeah. Um, and then Nefret uh, tells Stark to kill Zoe, mm-hmm. but Stark's like, "Well, Zoe's my heart, so if I shoot." her it's gonna it's gonna yeah right to him yeah well like so yeah so he doesn't so he just says that zoe is yeah. his heart yeah um and then so zoe realizes oh fuck if he shoots it's gonna yeah do a Good. do a jfk a bit, a bit of a u-turn <laughs> yeah turn in midair yeah um and so zoe calls the elements to stop that from happening yeah um, and that doesn't happen yeah oh well he does get hit but it's not it was like a bit of a, yeah, a bit of a shoulder situation yeah like 
not really piercing the skin or anything, yeah. but yeah, a bit of a fright as well, I guess. And then, yeah, Kelowna and Nefra are just like, up they go. They just fuck off with their raven mocker children. Yeah. And it's like, after chanting some religious words. Yeah. He was really threatened by Grandma, and Grandma's hanging on by a thread. Yeah, the power of Jesus. <laughs> the, the power of um, Native American. Because, yeah. yeah, again, this is very reminiscent of the, what they call them, like the Gia? Yeah, the Gaia women. Gaia women or something. Yeah, apologies. Yeah, if who it's like originally, yeah, uh, yeah, trapped Kelowna. Yeah, and um, and the poem that Kremisha, you know, foresaw or written or whatever, said that he's only able able to be made, yeah, made to flee and not necessarily destroy yet, I think. Yeah, because the only one who can destroy him is Aya. And Iris is Zoe. It's Zoe. boyfriend number five. <laughs> Yay. We, we love an immortal boyfriend. Yes. Daddy Kelowna. <laughs> um, but I think also Aphrodite has a vision and it's like a whole war starts in, to- in Tulsa. Tulsa? Tulsa. Tulsa. So I don't know if that's going to be something that's happening or if they avoided that by reuniting as like a circle with the blood humanity spirit yes. people. Uh, also Zoe gets more tattoos. She does get more tattoos. Yes, yeah. Because she's one another. I keep forgetting. Battle. Yeah, I think not like we, you would we, think we understand at, at the end of every book she gets a tattoo, but yeah, we haven't really but been you mentioning it. You would think it. at this point that she would just change. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, like come into her full potential power. Yeah, honestly, um, why haven't But I think she that's kind of linked to the Kelowna thing and like Maybe. accepting her destiny. Perhaps. Um, she's only doing everything yeah, she's because she need, it needs to be done. in pain because she has had to say goodbye to Kelowna. Yeah. Because there is that part of her. There is like a soul bond yeah. away. Yeah. yeah. Boyfriend number five. Five, yeah. <laughs> and also, Kelowna appears to Zoe in a younger form as opposed to everybody else. So that's interesting. And I think there were moments in conversations where there were, she was with her friends and stuff and they'll talk about how bad Kelowna is. But then she'd have a feeling of like, but he... It, he must have never really been bad. Yeah. So she has this kind of lingering hope that he could potentially change and convert from evil to good. Yeah. But then, yeah, Nefra's just so far gone. She's, like, transforming herself. She's just creepy as fuck. Yeah, because it it, it, it seems like this is Kelowna's doing, mm. but it's all just Nefra uh, orchestrating yeah. everything. Yeah, and she is turning into the, <coughs> the queen mm. of, of whatever the Native American... Queen Zeus is Iggy. Iggy Zalia. Queen Iggy. Um, so yeah, they're, they're buggered off for now. Yeah, they win. Yeah, well, not they don't Zoe win. and friends have won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> A false sense of hope. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, I wonder where Kalona's gone. I wonder like what they're going to do. Yes, because remember there was that other part of Aphrodite's vision of that uh, palace somewhere oh, in, in Europe. Europe. Oh yeah, so it's not te- hasn't really been avoided yet. No, I suppose it can still happen. Yes. So I guess they're going on a Europe vacation trip next next book. <laughs> will the students kind of go back to normal, or will they now that the allure is gone? Yeah. Who is going to be the headmistress, the, the high priestess? Zoe. It has Zoe. to be Zoe. <laughs> yeah. Like Zoe's yeah gonna have yeah Lenobia because she has full <coughs> fucking faith in her, and I love that. <coughs> yeah. Um dragons just like you know kind of like the, the defense against the yeah. dark arts like i mean the eric teacher. Teach drama eric yeah eric has a job again yeah like, if he wishes yeah um all right do you think they'll bring the red fledglings back with them i think there would be some apprehension but i think yeah until they figure out what's going on but then they've also been independently living on their oh, own that's for fair. yeah years at yeah, this point and they don't need what's an education yeah <laughs> Yeah, uh, interesting. Maybe Lenovo could be like like principal, well not high priestess, but yeah. principal, like be in charge. Yeah, because it, the, the, 
<laughs> they managed to uh, inject some humanity back into Stark and Stevie Ray. So mm-hmm. you would think that that would be possible for the other red fledglings. Yeah. It never really explained them turning their humanity back individually. It was just when Stevie Ray right, yeah. turned back, it affected everybody. Yeah, and they'd been around for years because it was Aphrodite's roommate from like her first year or whatever. Yeah, but then, but then I think Aphrodite said, "Oh, Venus died like three months ago, like before Zoe arrived." So I don't know if it's, oh, it's just plot yeah, inconsistency true. or if it's just like yeah, anything like that. And again, when Stevie Ray became a red fledgling, she was like important straight away. She was the leader because of her Earth affinity. Yeah, thing, and then but... really like it made it seem like Elliot had been around way longer, but he yeah. probably died like in book timeline wise, like maybe a couple of weeks before Stevie Ray died. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He was so much worse. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of glad we haven't really interacted with him. Yeah, I think <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're right about because Stevie had the Earth affinity. Yeah, that she made her special, stronger connection still to Nix. Yeah. But yeah, and I keep thinking, I was going to say this about the last book, because I know we had a discussion about, like, introducing big bads and mm. how relevant or irrelevant it is. Surely, because Nyx is obviously, not Nyx, Nefret has obviously turned her eye away from Nyx yeah. and, like, another dark entity, which would, would that have been Kelowna? Yes. Whispering. Surely, if he was able to, I guess, uh, penetrate Nefret's mind, like, surely he would have been able to do that with, like, other people around. But I think it was more that Nefret had opened her mind to uh, that. okay, right, so right. Was, She had that awareness. Yeah, so I was able to, because she was already turning away from Nick. She was already seeking out higher power. Yeah, right, whereas right. Whereas other people And then, like, like that opened the, the channel for the whispers yeah. of, ah, oh, okay. Because mm-hmm. I just thought, well, surely there are like-minded individuals who are kind of like against Nyx or on a more evil side of the spectrum like surely it would be more of a come together army situation yeah no I think yeah it's an influence thing and awareness like you had to already have been on that path path right yeah fair enough yeah and then I think yeah that's just it for that book interesting to see where it goes in what's it called is it tempted the next one I think so so yeah stick around for that journey I think we might call it a day yeah thanks for for listening everyone yep if you check us out on all our socials, you know, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. We're on iTunes, iTunes podcast now. Yeah, yeah finally. <laughs> um, and Google Podcasts. SoundCloud if you're old school. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, find us one place. You'll find us everywhere, hopefully. Yeah. Um, keep along for the journey to come because like we're not not halfway. Not half- next one's halfway. <laughs> next one's halfway. But yeah, it's very interesting to see like if the next few books are going to be like a very slow, mm. but we'll see how that goes. We'll smash it out. Smash it. We got. We're just gonna finish the series. Yeah. Obviously, if there ever comes a time where there's a book that we genuinely you know, do not like, like I'm happy to like DNF it and then still like talk about it. We still it. talk about it, yeah, and but, say like why. But yeah. we're because at- um I think it was six or seven. I'll have to check the plot lines again. Um, but I DNF'd one of them. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> that's fair enough. That's all good. <laughs> all good. Alrighty, guys. Thanks for listening. Catch you next time. Bye. Bye.